But the thing that you got to remember is that if you agree with me that tracking your numbers in your business is important, that tracking your marketing costs and expenses is important, that understanding how many calls you have to do to get a sale in your business is important, then it's just as important, if not more important, to be also aware of your physical body and the amount of fuel and energy that is required for you to be optimal and also grow in the direction you want to grow. So therefore, you cannot just blindly eat food because that is the same thing as like posting random stuff on social media and hoping that sales fall from the sky. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Life Mentor Podcast with your host, Belage DeBicardos. I'm super excited for today's episode. It is episode number 50. It's pretty wild, to be honest. I remember when I first launched my podcast, the team that I hired to help me launch it and to get everything in place. There's a lot of moving parts to a podcast. They reminded me that the majority of people that start anything, including podcasts, they don't make it past like the first 10 episodes. A lot of people out there, you know, they have ambitious goals. They want to do certain things, whether it's starting a business, starting a podcast, starting a fitness and health habit or routine. And that feeling of starting something is often the exciting emotions that you feel about it are simply not enough to get that consistency to build that habit. And my fitness coach also told me this, that there's a rule called the 666 rule and it's six days, six weeks, six months. And those three, six days, six weeks, six months are usually what derails people and throws people off from sticking to their goals, sticking to their New Year's resolutions, sticking to their habits and so forth. And so for us to be consistently doing this podcast for the first 50 episodes is a really, really exciting milestone that I'm very proud of. And it's all thanks to you guys, right? You guys are consistently devoted to listening to every episode every week and you're loyal to the show, you're loyal to myself, you're gaining tons of value and you're sharing the show with your friends, with your business partners, with your community, on your social media. And I just want to say how massively grateful I am and thankful I am that you care, that you're here, that you're listening because there's literally millions of podcasts that you could be focused on, that you could be listening to, but you choose to listen to mine as one of your favorite shows which means the world to me. So thank you. With that being said, the show is also growing 25% this month, which is huge. It's massive, you know, 25% growth. It is our second biggest month in terms of unique listeners and also downloads since we first launched the show almost a year ago. And so it's just been really, really exciting. And if you haven't already had an opportunity to leave a review, and also rate the show, hopefully five stars on Apple and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Please do that for me on episode 50. Take a moment, leave a review, leave a little comment of what you receive from listening to the show, what your favorite part of the show is, the value that you receive and so forth. That would be absolutely outstanding. Today's episode that I want to dive into, which is very much on the topic of data, of tracking and measuring your goals, tracking and measuring your results, and actually being able to determine your ratio of success. 
And that's what I want to share with you guys about because I feel like so often the reason why people don't have results, but they're actually doing the work or they assume that they're doing the correct things is because they don't have data. They're not actually paying attention to the numbers. They're not paying attention to what matters. And therefore, they're doing a lot of busy work repeatedly over and over and over and over again, going through the motions, the rah, rah, rah. Yes, look at me go. I post content. I go to the gym. I eat food. All these kinds of things that are able for us to measure. And yet the results don't indicate growth. They don't indicate success. They don't indicate progress. And I feel like for myself, I didn't actually track things in my life outside of sales for a large number of years. And probably about three years ago, maybe a little bit longer, I really started to get obsessed around getting data and information and being able to track different metrics that matter to me so that I know whatever I'm in control of, whatever I can influence, my choices, my habits, my decisions are either getting me closer to the goals that I want or further away. And that's what this episode is going to be about, is to ask yourself, what are you currently tracking in your life? And a lot of you might not be tracking very much at this very moment, but this is a huge aspect of what I believe is important for individuals to continue to perform at a high level, to get better, to get reasonable progress in a reasonable amount of time, and making sure that your effort isn't going to waste on stuff that doesn't actually move the needle forward in the direction that you want to go, right? So I'll give you a few examples of, of numbers that you definitely should be tracking. We'll start with the business side of things because I know a lot of you would like to grow your business, would like to make more money, would like to rank advance and, and make more sales and so on. But there is a lot of data, a lot of numbers that are important for you to be able to track. So first on the business side, if you don't know your numbers, which we had a previous podcast episode about as well, so I'm going to lightly touch on it. But if you don't know your numbers, then how do you know what you're doing is working? How do you know what is effective? And from a marketing standpoint, there are some key numbers that are important for you to be able to see whether or not you're on track and have a baseline measurement. So for example, if you're doing paid advertising, paid marketing, you're going to have your base ad spend. This is the number that you committed to spending regardless of the results, regardless if you're making money, regardless if you're making sales. It is just like your rent or mortgage or your car payment or your grocery bill or any other static type of payment that you make every single month, no matter what. So you need to pick that number. For a lot of people, that's $300 per month. Sometimes it's a little bit more if you have a higher income, more disposable income. But this is your, your base that you keep spending. From there, you want to analyze what is your cost per lead. So now you're starting to get some emails, you're starting to get some applications, and you're going to get a number where you divide your ad spend by the number of leads and you will get a cost per lead. Now, a lot of the times we're aiming for a lower cost per lead, but that doesn't always necessarily mean that they are a quality lead or somebody who has the money or the credit to get started in a business such as ours. So you have to actually test and see what cost per lead is still profitable for you 
And sometimes that could be higher than other businesses that are selling lower ticket products with lower commissions. So it has to make sense for your particular business. Now, myself, I'm actually launching a GPM system very soon that I'm super excited about. It's highly anticipated. A lot of people are waiting for it. And we started testing for a live workshop that we're going to be doing in just a few days. And so in the first two days of advertising, we have already generated close to 200 leads in two days from a brand new campaign, completely cold audience, just testing things out. And what we did is we put an arbitrary number on the value of a lead at $500 at the moment. Now, this is uh, arbitrary because it's not factually backed by data yet. But the reason we chose this number is that we're assuming that if it's the right quality individual, which is what we're targeting in our ads, then every eight people who are qualified, one of them will buy. So that means eight times 500 equals $4,000 in commissions, which is basically quite standard for the level I'm at in the business. And if I'm selling, you know, a trifecta or a quad package, then that's kind of an average of what I can expect on the front end from that direct sale. So we put an arbitrary number of $500 as a value of each lead. Now, once we get data from the testing, once we get our first handful of sales coming through, we'll be able to, to adjust those numbers based on the facts. So then let's say the number goes down slightly and it's $300 per lead is the value. So if the value is $300 per lead and we're paying five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks per lead, then you can just do the math, do the difference that you are in a profitable campaign. It makes sense for you to continue. So that's one example. Then you will have your cost per acquisition, which is a different metric. That is the total number of leads that you've generated and the number of sales that you created. So now you're actually calculating how much it costs you to buy a sale because it doesn't matter how many leads you have. What matters is how many of them convert into buying your product or your business or your service that you're selling. So that's your cost per acquisition. And then another number is your lifetime customer value. This actually means that over time, if you are in a business where there's referrals, if there's an ascension where possibly they start at a lower ticket product and then they continue to buy other things that you sell, that same customer makes multiple purchases that increases the lifetime customer value of that person. And when you divide that overall in our business, for example, a way that you can quickly calculate this is that you can total up your total earnings and commissions by the total number of direct sales that you have made, because that's what you're in control of. So if you made $100,000 in commissions and you put in 20 direct sales total, you divide 100,000 by 20, and you will get a lifetime customer value of $5,000. So then you know that every time you make a direct sale, the lifetime customer value would be $5,000. Now, let's say you had a million dollars in commissions, and you still only put in 20 direct sales, then you now have $50,000 as lifetime customer value. So you can see that your mindset around how you operate your business starts to drastically change because you understand the front end numbers, what you're putting in with ad spend and dollars and what you're receiving, not only on the front end when you make a direct sale, but through the lifetime value of that individual. So this is one example that's really important for you to track. The next metric that's so important to track is that you need to understand how many calls on the phone, you or the person that does your sales calls for you, 
How many calls are happening before one person says yes? This is a sales closing percentage that is also really, really important because then you can accurately forecast how many calls you need to have on the calendar for you to get a certain type of commission that you want to hit for your monthly goal. So everything can actually be more intentionally designed and created when you have the data to work with. And a lot of people are not tracking it effectively, so they don't really know how to generate the income. They're scared to spend money on ads because they think it's gambling or wasted money or something like this. And so it's really, really important for especially newer people to get realistic numbers based on where they're at. And typically when you're new, you have less experience, you don't really know what you're doing as well or are as great as sales and things like this. So you are very much going through a process of, of training, of learning, and it's like an apprenticeship. You're probably working with a mentor and you know an upline or a community that is guiding you and teaching you the frameworks, the scripts, and how to handle yourself in those situations. So typically speaking, the numbers of an experienced person are gonna be drastically better than somebody who's been in the business for a week or two or a few months. They're gonna have to do more effort, more reps, more reps, and more practicing to get the results that they're after. But the good news is that it doesn't matter because if you know that it was 300 leads for you to get your first sale, then at least you now have that as a benchmark so you can say, okay, great, I need to generate 300 leads a week so that I can get one sale per week to hit my goals to quit my job, for example. So then you can reverse engineer it and go, well, what do I gotta do to get 300 leads per week? And then typically what happens is every time you make a sale, the numbers are improving. So the second sale you make, might have only been 250 leads. And then the third sale you made might have been 200 leads. But the good news is that all of those previous leads are also still on your email autoresponder list where you can continue to nurture them, communicate with them, update them on your progress, your results, client success stories, testimonials, uh, different things like once a week, you can blast that list and many of those individuals will buy later, like six months after they first opted in to check out what you're doing or a year or two or three. And so your lifetime customer value will actually be going up over time as your email list, as your audience, as your followers continues to grow also. Because sometimes people watch you for a long time before they finally feel ready to join you. And that's part of the game as well. All right. So that's business stuff. A little bit about sales. We've talked about this more in a previous episode. You can go back and dive into that. But another area that I really wanted to focus and talk about on this episode when it comes to tracking, when it comes to measuring when it comes to actually being aware of what you're doing or health and wellness metrics also. So there's a few really, really big ones. The first one that I want to talk about specifically is around your diet. So diet and nutrition is the fuel that we need to operate, right? It's quite literally energy that we need for everything. And if you're not putting in good fuel, good energy into your body with your nutrition, then your output, your clarity, your focus, your ability to produce in your business is also going to be seriously hindered and you're going to be operating at half of your potential without even realizing it. That's why so many people out there that are eating highly processed foods, they're eating non-organic ingredients, they're cooking with seed oils, they're doing all these things, you know, maybe unaware that how bad it is for you and just doing it anyways. So one of the first things that I highly recommend that you do 
is actually start shifting the quality of your ingredients in everything and reading labels and tracking what's in your food, not just buying things based on brand name, not just buying things based on the price on, you know, when you compare like a couple brands in the aisle and one's like $2 cheaper and it's got some nice marketing or branding on the front box. That's not enough for you to make an educated decision. You got to compare what are the macronutrients in that? What are the quality of ingredients? Do they have fillers? Do they have colors? Do, ha- do they have things that cause cancer and serious illnesses? Because a lot of these products are hiding what they're putting in their food and you are eating that unknowingly a lot of the time. So that's really, really important is actually knowing what you're eating, what is the source, where are you getting it from? Is it processed? Is it organic? And yes, it might cost a little bit more, but the thing is that your family's wealth is your family's health. And so in order for you to actually have vibrant energy and vitality and feel amazing, you need to also be treating yourself like that millionaire, multi-million version of yourself by the quality of food that you're putting into your body. And obviously, this is not going to be 100% of the time. There are going to be certain circumstances, situations where you might get takeout or you might do whatever, but the golden rule is 90% of what you consume to make sure that it is of the highest quality ingredients and really make sure, making sure that you aren't blindly consuming chemicals and, and pesticides and things that are super bad for you by shopping in places where they don't care and you aren't aware of that. So that's the first thing. The second thing is around macronutrients. So ultimately, we all have a basal metabolic rate, which is the energy that we burn basically just being alive. Okay, so that's like your base. This is measured by your age, your height, and your weight. And it is kind of a standard measurement that varies from person to person. And so that's kind of like where you're starting from. Then you're going to have your activity level. So how active are you? Are you working in a physically demanding construction job where you're like exerting so much energy and and physical labor and things like this? Or are you in a sedentary office job sitting in a chair like I am doing at the moment and not really moving your body too, too much during the day? So that's the second level of of determining what your personal macros are going to be. Then you need to decide what is your goal. So your goal is going to be based like losing body fat, gaining muscle, maintaining where you're at, etc. So as you go through these metrics, you have a number. That number is going to basically determine whether or not you're going to achieve your fitness goals. If you are just eating healthy, quote unquote, but you're not eating the right proportion of macronutrients, and you're also not moving your body, and your caloric intake is way above or way below what you actually want to achieve the goal, then you're going to be doing one of these things I talked about at the beginning of this episode, which is basically just doing the busy work and getting nowhere. This is like the individuals who go to the gym, who are active, who move their bodies, etc. And they look literally exactly the same, which in my opinion, is most likely not what they're after, right? I don't know too many people who want to literally look exactly how they look right now and just maintain that. There are some. But typically speaking, skinny people want to gain muscle and overweight fat people want to lose body fat. This is pretty standard for most people is that they're moving in the direction of one or the other. And so therefore, a lot of the times when people look at tracking their food and what they consume, 
They look at it as a chore, right? They look at it as frustrating, annoying, stressful. It's hard to manage, all this kind of stuff. And it's a lot of cop-out excuses. But the thing that you got to remember is that if you agree with me that tracking your numbers in your business is important, that tracking your marketing costs and expenses is important, that understanding how many calls you have to do to get a sale in your business is important, then it's just as important, if not more important, to be also aware of your physical body and the amount of fuel and energy that is required for you to be optimal and also grow in the direction you want to grow. So therefore, you cannot just blindly eat food and consume food because that is the same thing as like posting random stuff on social media and hoping that sales fall from the sky. That whole like throwing shit against the wall strategy that people often think is the only way to do it, like let's just see what works and just keeps throwing stuff, isn't a way to get to the diamond life. It isn't a way for you to be your best, to step into your highest potential. You have to be intentional about this. So initially, it's very important that you create some habits, you create some systems to simplify this process of consuming the correct number of macronutrients. Now, this is an area that I've been highly focused on recently, and I've been loving it. I've been loving it. It's kind of like a game. And if you want to be at peak performance, you have to understand that this is a fun game to play because it's precision nutrition. You are literally dialing it in and there is no guesswork. And as long as you execute the plan every single day with your movement, which is your actual exercising, your body, going for a walk, doing cardio, that piece, and also dialing in the nutrition piece, you will get the results that you want. You're maybe three months away, six months away, 12 months away from dropping the body fat or gaining the muscle. But if you execute correctly on the fitness side, the, the lifting side, the strength training side, and also the nutrition and the macro side, you will get results, okay? So with that being said, sometimes you have to play around with the numbers a little bit to learn what they do. But I'm gonna give you a few little tips, a few little things that I've been doing that is really, really helpful. The first tip is that you want to decide what you're going to eat in advance. So there is a whole concept around meal prepping, meal planning, and it's basically a similar version of that that I do with my wife and my family. But there's a little nuance to it. If you've ever been in a situation where you don't plan your meals in advance and your wife, if she does most of the cooking, for example, is always asking you, hey, what do you feel like for dinner tonight, right? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's like, hey, what are you in the mood for? What do you feel like for dinner tonight? This is how a lot of people talk. And the, the problem with this phrase is that how we feel and what we should eat should not be directly correlated. Because if you feel stressed, you're going to want to eat junk or sugar or carbs or whatever, which is not necessarily the best for you, right? Especially when you have fitness goals and you want to be dialed in. So there's a level of like, it's not what you feel like, it's we have decided what we're going to eat in advance with no emotion based on foods we enjoy, foods that we like. And what I do with my wife is we actually have a meal plan, a menu for every day of the week. So we know what we're going to have Monday for dinner. We know what we're going to have Tuesday for dinner. And it's the same thing every week. And we switch on those days. So Mondays are the same, Tuesdays are the same, but we have enough variety throughout the week 
where I can look at the clock and be like, all right, great. It's Tuesday. I know what's for dinner tonight. You know what I mean? And then we don't have to have this back and forth. And nah, I'm not, I don't feel like that. What about you? Do you feel like that? And then it's like, we pick something. It's like, oh, we need to go to the store. We need to run to the groceries because we don't have those ingredients. We're missing this and we're missing that. Instead, you choose your meals in advance. The meals for dinner are the same for the family. You're able to have grocery delivery service drop off the exact ingredients fresh that you're going to use every week for those meals. And then depending on other people in the household, like my wife's macros and calories are different than mine. Obviously, she's you know, a female and she has different body weight goals and all that stuff than mine. So my lunches are also pre-chosen and they're a match. They're a combination between what I'm eating during the day, how much macros I have left for dinner. Everything goes into my fitness pal, which is an app that you can download if you wish. And everything is put in before I eat a single gram of food that day. So just imagine how powerful this is. Is like I can enter in the night before what I'm going to eat the next day. And I already have calculated how much protein I'm going to have, how many carbs, how many fats for the whole day before I wake up in the morning and eat a single thing. Then what happens is let's say I'm, I want to add something or she, my wife brings home dessert or a surprise or some kind of food that I wasn't planning on eating. I can actually then go in my fitness pal, adjust things a little bit because I haven't eaten it yet. I can adjust it in advance to make room for certain things that I want, might want to make room for. And the powerful thing about this is you don't have to eliminate your favorite foods altogether, but you do have to be mindful of the serving size and the portions that you have. So if you want to have some chips, you can put a little bowl on a scale and dump some chips in there and it'll tell you that that's 50 grams of chips. Enter it in MyFitnessPal and it tells you and you still ate the chips and it's okay. Uh, same thing with chocolate or cake or a burger or fries or any of those kinds of things that you might be craving or whatever, you can still consume them within reason as long as it fits your plan. Now, once again, why is this important? Because if you are somebody who thinks they're eating healthy, they, you think that you're doing the right things, but you are not tracking and measuring it, the chances are if your body composition, how you look, how you feel, gaining muscle, losing body fat, isn't actually changing week by week, then you are not doing it correctly. You are not tracking it. You are assuming, but really you're lying to yourself. You're consuming empty calories here and there. When you walk past a little bowl of little snacks on the counter, you have a few. Then you go in the pantry, you have a few things there. Then you're out and about and they give you free samples at the grocery store. You have some of those. That's all calories. That's all counting. But you're acting like, oh, this doesn't count and this doesn't count and this doesn't count. It does count. And your physique will actually indicate and show whether or not you're on track. So the next piece here is actually being able to measure your body weight on a scale, taking a progress photo of yourself, you know, once a week minimum, uh, some people do it daily. And that is actually going to show you over the course of a few weeks to a month, like, have you improved? Have you gotten better? Now, another tool that's so powerful that I use as well is an Apple watch. An Apple Watch is going to track so much powerful information. It's going to track your daily caloric burn. It's going to track your steps. It's going to track how, uh, how much you have active energy that you burn, how much your resting energy is. And so this all helps with your macros. The next piece that I track is sleep. Once again, it's not enough to just close your eyes at night and then wake up in the morning with an alarm. That's how most people sleep. And then when it's like, did you sleep well? They basically just kind of go, yeah, I think so. 
or yeah, I feel all right, or I'm tired today. And it's all this stuff that's like based in what information? Is there actually any data whatsoever? So myself, I use multiple sleep tracking tools because I want to get data from as many sources as I can. So I use an aura ring. I also have a whoop strap and I also have an eight sleep mattress. They're all helping me actually optimize. So I know how much time before bed should I have my last meal? You know, what time is my ideal bedtime at? Is it nine? Is it 10? Is it 11? How does that change my wake up time? All these little metrics I've been able to tweak and adjust because I can see what I just did yesterday and what result that it produced for me. And so if I got a great result, then I have everything tracked from the day before. Like, this is how my day went. These are all the things that I could control. These are all the surprises or unexpected things that happen, which are whatever. There's, you know, only so much we can do about that. But actually over time, I'd be like, okay, when I do this specific thing, this is the outcome I get with my sleep. When I eat this specific meal, I get this much energy and I feel my best and I can get some productivity and work done. When I eat this over here, I feel sluggish. I feel lethargic. I have brain fog. I feel kind of retarded and I can't like get anything done. So I'm going to stop eating that right before I have a business meeting or an important call or record my podcast. Hello, right? It's pretty straightforward stuff. Same thing with dinners or meals or certain foods. Like I figured out recently that I was eating this one pasta dish on Thursday nights that we were having and we were switching up like the meat sauce and different things and playing around, but it was kind of like pasta night for us for a little while. And I was having the worst sleep on Thursday nights, like 50% as good as every other night of the week. And I realized like it was just that combination of the portion size, the pasta, the meat on Thursdays that had to go. I had to switch it out. I had to change it. So we adjusted it. We tweaked it. Boom. Perfect sleep on Thursday night. So this is why this is so important. There are so many different metrics to be able to track and consume, even just your habits around, you know, personal growth, personal development. Like, are you actually consistently tracking that you're reading and learning from a book, for example? So a lot of the times people say, yeah, I read personal development. It's like, well, when was the last time that you actually did that? Oh, I don't know. Like just the other day, had you tracked it in a way, you would have seen that it was actually four and a half weeks ago the last time you picked up a book and actually read a chapter or read 10 pages. And so in your mind, there's a delusional timeline that isn't rooted in reality. In fact, because you don't have something tangible to track it with where you go, damn, right? Same thing with steps. It's like, oh yeah, I walk every single day. I I go for a run. I go for a walk. It's like, but did you though? Let's see the data. Let's see your Apple watch. Let's see your Apple health. Let's see your aura ring. What does it actually say? Right. And so there's all these powerful metrics and data that you should be optimizing for in your life that makes you a high achiever. It makes you a peak performer because it is not rooted in opinion and emotion. And uh, every single day you're like, yeah, and you're just kind of winging it, hoping for a great outcome. No, guys, that's not the way that you're going to live your diamond life. That's not the way that you're going to set yourself free. That's not the way you're going to have a six pack or have a nice physique with the curves that you want for you ladies, you have to be on top of this stuff. And, you know, having good effort on something, like having good intentions on something, or knowing what to do isn't actually enough to get the results that you want. Because I know so many people that are like, oh yeah, we eat healthy, we cut out refined sugars, and we only do this, and we eat gluten-free, and we do that, and we do that. And it's like, but you don't look good. You don't look healthy. You don't look lean. You don't look sharp. You don't look like you're actually making shit happen. 
And so it's, it's a lot of buzzwords and, and buzz talk, like no sugar, no gluten, no this, no, no dairy, no that, I'm a vegan, I'm, I'm this. And I'm not picking on these individuals specifically, I'm just saying all of that is great, but what are your macros? What is your data? What is your fitness workout protein? How many calories per day are you burning? What's the quality of your sleep? Is this making sense? So it's like you can still choose your dietary preferences. That's fine. But can we actually measure and look back? I used to weigh this. This is all the data. Now I weigh this. Powerful stuff. And, you know, even in your relationships, you can measure it by consistently going on date nights, putting it in the calendar, making sure that you have accountability around this stuff. Same thing goes for your time. It's like time is going by the second and all of a sudden when we get to the end of January, which is basically where we're at, feels like just yesterday was the new year going into 2024. Now it's the end of January. And if you ask somebody like, what did you trade your entire month of January 2024 of your life? What did you trade that in for? What have you actually done this month? What have you done to move the needle forward? Did you, you know, get Did you drop some weight, for example? Did you get some leads in your business? Did you get great quality sleep? Did you go on dates with your family? Do you understand where I'm going with this? Is like, it's so powerful to be able to to track all of this stuff. And same thing when it comes to other episodes of the podcast where I've talked about speaking things into existence or claiming things in advance, like I'm going to hit this rank by this time on the calendar, by the end of the year, or by this particular convention or something like this. And, and declaring that and stating that and then following through, tracking that, documenting what you did, how you did it, what's the process, what works, what doesn't work, that's valuable because then you can share that process with somebody the same way that I share things inside my Diamond Life Mentorship where I have data, I have proof, I have evidence that says, here's where I started from, these are the things I did, I have all the data to prove it and back it up and now this is the outcome and result that I have. So if you want to learn how, you can hire me, you can become a client, you can work together with me, and I'll give you the blueprint, and I'll give you the plan. Does that make sense? So that's basically the the episode that I wanted to talk about today, is that it's so cool for me to see the data from the podcast. It's so cool for me to see the sales numbers in my main business. It's so cool for me to be able to see how my diet and my choices around my macros and my food is impacting my strength, having new PRs with my strength and conditioning coach every week and trending upwards for the last three years. We've never plateaued because he tracks my workouts. I track my fitness and nutrition as well. We track my sleep. We cater my workouts based on my readiness score and my sleep score. So if I have a really, really high sleep score, and a readiness score, he knows that that day we're going to really push the PR by 10 or 20 pounds for my previous best. If my sleep score is lower, he's going to most likely just aim for me to match my PR instead of pushing it. So there's all this data-driven decision-making that makes you a high producer, a high achiever, make your goals a reality. And then once you hit your main goal, whether it's a certain amount of body weight, or a certain amount of body fat percentage, or a certain amount of income in a month, or a bank account balance, or whatever it is that you want to be tracking and measuring from your starting point to your goal being achieved, you have data and you can teach it. And as you know, in our line of work, it's learn, do, teach, but you cannot learn, do, and teach without 
tracking your numbers. So I think that for all of you listening right now, take a look and see, are you eating empty calories and you have no clue what your basal metabolic rate is? what your macros are, what your consumption actually is, how much protein you're getting into your system each day, how many steps you're getting each day, all of these types of things we talked about on this episode. Ask yourself, do you have the numbers? Do you actually know? Same thing in your business. Like, how much are you spending on ads? How many people do you need to DM or or cold outreach or message? Or how many reels do you need to do to get a certain amount of leads? All this stuff matters, okay? And if you want help with this, if this is overwhelming, if this is confusing, if you want me to actually give you the keys to tracking things really powerfully and effectively, this is something that I actually focus on a lot inside my Diamond Life Mentorship Program. And we're actually coming out with a brand new accountability app that's going to have daily things that you need to check off. And there's going to be contests within the other clients inside the mentorship. So they'll actually be able to like see who has consistently hit their macros every single day, who has got their movement in every single day, who has done sales calls every single day. And we're going to be able to compete in a friendly way. There's going to be prizes and stuff. This is all coming very, very soon inside my mentorship. So if you want any help and support, there's going to be a link somewhere below this episode. You can click the button, book in a call with someone on my team. And you will still actually get access to our brand new ads accelerator program that is worth $2,000 that we just launched this week with my ads guy named Sam. And you'll be able to get all of that as a free bonus, even if you book in now. Plus, you'll be getting access to this really cool accountability app that we're releasing soon. So lots of exciting things in the works. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. I hope this episode was valuable. Episode number 50, so cool. I hope this was valuable for you to take more accountability in your life personally by tracking all these important metrics around health, wellness, fitness, business, income, sales, and all the rest of it. And if you want specific tools that make it so much simpler and so much easier to be able to do that kind of accountability where we also hold you accountable and the community holds you accountable for you to achieve all of your goals in 2024, then please don't hesitate. Book in a call with my team, get signed up into the mentorship and let's rock and roll together. All right. Peace and love. And I'll see you guys on the next episode and uh, have an amazing week and keep crushing it. Take care. I hope you found something useful here to help you unlock more freedom in your life. We're just getting started. So if there's something you want to hear or a guest you want me to have on the podcast, shoot me a message at the Diamond Life Mentor on Instagram and let me know. You can discover incredibly helpful resources and more ways to build your diamond life now at my website, bellagewcardos.com. At the end of the day, this is all about bettering yourself and helping others. So if you think you can help someone else by sharing this podcast, that would be the ultimate win for me. And of course, subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening.